Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. The provincial budget delivered earlier this week appears to have two goals. The first is continuing to address the fiscal demands of the pandemic. The second is to provide ongoing support to people and the economy in the hopes of creating a path to a post-pandemic world. The result is a record-setting $38.5 billion deficit for 2020 and an additional $33 billion deficit for this coming year. In an interview earlier this week, Northumberland Peterborough South MPP David Pacini talked about the details of the budget. He pointed to the additional funding already invested in Northumberland Hills Hospital and Campbellford Memorial Hospital. Pacini expects more money to be coming to help cover incurred costs due to the pandemic. There's also additional funds to help get people vaccinated. He also said the budget allows for more money to be spent on long-term care, benefiting the Golden Plough and the recent announcement regarding the new facility in Coburg owned by Omni Healthcare. Besides the continuing investments in small business, The budget allots $2.8 billion for improved broadband services in rural areas. On today's show, Port Hope and District Chamber of Commerce CEO Brenda Whitehead will help parse the impact of the budget on the local businesses. She's going to take all those numbers and promises and see how they will apply to the local economy. Here is my interview with Port Hope and District Chamber of Commerce CEO Brenda Whitehead. I'm so pleased to have with me today Brenda Whitehead, the Chief Executive Officer for the Port Hope and District Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to Consider This. Thank you, Robert. It's always a pleasure. What is the Chamber's overall reaction to the 2021 Ontario budget? I think that the Chamber's reaction is one of positivity. I mean, it does reflect support for the hardest-hit sectors as well as community pieces Um, that could help in the Port Hope community directly. So I do think that it is a step forward for the business community. Now, you said in a statement that there are supports for the hardest hit sectors, and one of the areas you point to is help for working women. Can you give an example locally of the impact on working women and how the budget's going to help them? have been impacted. I do think that um, 
you know, locally we do have a number of women who run businesses, whether they're small businesses downtown or some of our bigger corporations. And I do think that their commitment to that population uh, will have some great impacts. Things like the moving forward on childcare, working with the federal government to improve the affordability and accessibility and the shortage of early childhood educators. I think that's a really big piece of this budget that will help to not only with the road to recovery, but also with the ongoing management for women in business. Now, what is it specifically where you see in the budget that helping tourism in Port Hope in the county? Tourism is one of the hardest hit sectors. We know this, you know, all of our communities in Northumberland County, whether it's along the Ganaraska River, along the front of, you know, the, the water, our events and our trade, our trade shows and all those types of things have all been uh, definitely reduced in the in their uh, flexibility and ability to do business um, especially over the, uh, the the pandemic I think that I mean the couple of things that are big obviously include the um, tourism and hospitality small business support grant so the small business support grant that the province put out a lot of tourism industry businesses were not eligible but the new grant is welcome news for hotels travel agencies hunting fishing camps those types of organizations there's also the introduction of the local tourism tax credit so um, you know the the, the tourism industry within the local communities, it will provide um, additional supports uh, for a revival of tourism after the pandemic. And then the other thing that is interesting, you know, with the new brewery that's being built in Port Hope too, of course, is the support for alcohol producers and local distilleries. So um, they've been greatly impacted by the pandemic and there is some supports mentioned in the um, in the budget, uh, specifically for those branches of the hospitality arm. I know a part of your job is to go out and to talk to, to various businesses. Can you give us a, a flavor of um, how many businesses do depend heavily on tourism and maybe relate it back to the budget and how it's going to help? Yeah, I, I think that's really difficult to do because a lot of the for, you know, tourism is not something that we as the Chamber of Commerce handle directly. So I'm not necessarily an official on numbers and statistics and, and, and those types of things. I do know that in our actions with, you know, whether it's a new business like the new hotel that's being built in, in Port Hope, it's good for them to see the tourism and hospitality um, support grant um, coming into play because they have lost things like the number of staff, the number of people who can, can come into their doors, the, um, you know, the, the displacement of people wanting to go and eat. We're headed into what is being identified, you know, by the health people as the third wave. We don't really know what that looks like, sounds like, or feels like yet. And I think that uh, there's some real push as we start to gear up to the high season for a lot of the tourism-based businesses there's still a lot of uncertainty as to what their season is going to look like. So having something like the small business support grant and the tax credit tourism recoveries, those are all things that as more information is released and we become more familiar with 
what that actually looks like uh, for the businesses. I think it just gives a little bit of uh, support to them because they are still in such a state of uncertainty. Broadband is a longstanding issue in the county and an essential service for many people and businesses. How do you see this budget moving the issue of high-quality, reliable Internet service forward? You know, it's, it's, I knew that you would ask this question because broadband and access to um, digital services is an issue, you know, with our businesses, but it's also become huge with people. Like you said, it's an essential service. If you want to see your doctor right now, you have to have internet access, good quality internet access, or you're on the telephone with them. The same for kids with school. I mean, they're talking now about implementing it as, you know, a, continu a continued option in September. If those things are going to continue, we have to bridge the digital divide for people and businesses. And I mean, it's great to have the broadband investment, the additional funding to connect all Ontarians' businesses, they say, to reliable broadband by 2025. Um, and so we're all going to hope for that and push for that and continue the chamber. Obviously, we'll continue to advocate for that. I do know that there is a lot of hesitation, you know, and disbelief because we've been told that broadband is coming, you know, for a long period of time. So we are hoping it is very clear as a support for communities and municipalities within budget. You know, when they gave the address yesterday, he spoke very clearly um, and highly about the fact that reliable broadband by 2025 is coming. And so hopefully they can stick to that and make it happen because it's a necessity. Many businesses are facing hardships as a result of the pandemic. Now, there are a lot of programs directed at small business by this government, but some are facing huge debts and, and their businesses remain precarious. What specifically do you see that is new in this budget that will help the hardest hit entrepreneurs? Uh, I think that the doubling of the Ontario Small Business Support Grant um, is, is good. I mean, the businesses that qualified and, you know, that applied and qualified are getting an automatic top up instead of having to reapply. So the government is realizing that, you know, we've had, you know, one and a half shutdowns while people were applying. We've now come through two shutdowns. We don't know what the next step looks like. Um, so I do think that that is a real added support for some of those businesses that really do need uh, financial assistance. I think, um, the digital Main Street grant, so small businesses, especially in rural uh, regions, um, have been given support um, to help get business online and make sure that they are being um, as digitally savvy as they can be. Um, and expanding that program will help businesses uh, digitize. I know that they were talking about um, that it's not just Main Street businesses now, it's any small businesses that are having difficulty can have access to that, um, you know, kind of stuff. And I think, I think also, like we said, the hardest hit They've mentioned the tourism and hospitality small business and the recovery program, supporting the alcohol producers and local distilleries. Uh, you know, I, I think the other, you know, that kind of gets hidden underneath the community support is the property reassessment. So pausing the reassessment, giving municipalities and businesses more capacity and time to adjust to the economic uncertainty before they're handed a reassessment of their, you know, their properties and stuff. So I do think that the provincial government has made some efforts to address these 
hardest hit sectors. What about employees and workers? There's there's nothing in this budget uh, for paid sick days. What about those who have lost their jobs or, or in terms of, of helping those people? Do you think they're going to be hired back when you talk to your members? I, I mean, are they optimistic that they're going to be, be able to bring back these employees? I think it's a real blend, uh, Robert, depending on which business you speak to. Some businesses are reevaluating how they're doing business and are recognizing that they can do things more efficiently and effectively by using some of the digital stuff that's available to them so that it's, you know, financially a more viable thing for them. That's the reality of, you know, being exposed to new ways of doing business. I do think that, um, you know, there is some mention in the budget um, around demand-driven skills programming. So for people who may not be employed, um, you know, many jobs are not expected to return, um, especially in those that are most severely impacted. But enhancing experiential learning programs, accelerating post-pandemic reskilling, you know, putting some focus so that those people who want to work and want to return to the workforce, even if their position isn't available, there has been a commitment made to um, allow for reskilling and upskilling in order for those workers that have been displaced to be able to return to the economy of tomorrow. Before the budget, there were consultations and the Port Hope Chamber of Commerce made its own submissions and did its own surveys along with the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. What recommendations from Port Hope did you see included in this budget? Um, I, I think that, you know, pre-pandemic, uh, we had set a number of priorities with the Chamber network. Um, it, it really, the only... Uh, one that we did not see was bold action on um, interprovincial trade, so being able to trade from province to province. Not a huge impact on the economy directly in Port Hope, but, you know, as we mill out to some of our partners and, um, you know, a few of our uh, industries within within the boundaries, um, there is some impact on that. I think the other place where... um, we were hoping for a little bit more was uh, with support of the fiscal capacity of municipalities. Chambers of Commerce are not-for-profit membership-based organizations. We work in partnership and sometimes in tandem with our municipalities, but not um, hand-in-hand. You know, we are two separate entities. Um, And I do think, you know, the extended pause on the property tax reassessments is something, like we said, that uh, we would consider a win. But there was probably a little bit more that could be done from a municipal fiscal capacity. If you were a teacher, what grade would you give the budget? where my my personal and my professional kind of start conflicting and fist fighting um you know because we all have different um our own uh for lack of better words skeletons in our closet and the things that we do that are being impacted by the choices that are being made you know whether it's our our children our families you know uh, that type of thing i would say that given the times that we are in the fact that there is so much uncertainty um reminding of course that the budget is a plan you know that is something that they're hoping to deliver upon to maintain the health first and the economy along with that i would definitely give it you know i would say a b plus 
you know, there, there are some areas that we're definitely, like we said, there's still some room for, but I think they're really looking at the current situation, what's going on, and, you know, trying to uh, support, you know, they... It, it, it's Advocacy Week with the Chambers of Commerce this week. Um, so we've been meeting with uh, not only our uh, ministers in power, but also with Andrea Horvath. Tomorrow we're meeting with Stephen Del Duca. You know, it's it's been a week of conversation and advocating. And, you know, one of the MPPs did say that it is a time to spend right now because there are needs out there that have to be spent. So um, hopefully the, the time to spend, I mean, the thing is, is that they, they are creating or starting to create a sensible path to getting back on track post-pandemic. And I do think that that is critical. You know, the, the long-term plan to deal with the debt is, is, is critical and you know we hope that they continue to take that in mind as they're modernizing and digitalizing their own services reducing administrative burdens expanding service deliveries you know they're doing their own internal stuff to try and make it more uh, realistic for us all to come out of this you know stronger and on track brenda whitehead thank you so much for talking to me today uh, thank you, Robert, and um, as always, thank you for keeping the community informed. That was Brenda Whitehead, CEO for the Port Hope and District Chamber of Commerce, giving her analysis of the 2021 provincial budget. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.